Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to our continuing coverage of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. What a cracking first race we had yesterday. The loudest, lariest and fastest in a straight line of our GT cars in the Michelin GT Challenge at VIR this weekend. Be Jeremy Shaw and Brian Till to take you through this one. Driver change or at least a pit stop in the middle and it's all live. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. The crowd has found their seats. They are ready to go. It is round number eight of the 2023 season. Still plenty of races to go in this 12-race series. It will all end up at the World Finals at Vallelunga. We've got to get through VIR first. We've had one round. Now it's time for race number two of the weekend. And what a crowd on hand. VIR, Virginia International Raceway. Paul Newman called it a little piece of heaven on earth. And why would he not? It is absolutely gorgeous as far as the surroundings go and the racetrack. You won't find one more challenging. It has a little bit of everything. Very slow corners like turn one and turn 11 and 12 elevation changes up the snake to 11 and 12 down the main long back straightaway and then through 14 the roller coaster down through 17 known as hog pen and then the front straight which actually is not straight as you can see from the map it's got a nice little bend to it to the start finish line and you've completed a lap here at VIR, Virginia International Raceway. And like I said, great weather today. Crowd on hand. They've got their tents. They've got their seats. And they are ready for Lamborghini Super Trofeo race number two. But race number one, let's take you back and show you how it all went down. And then we'll get caught up with today. Race number one, Danny Mall in the bright red number one does what he and teammate Kyle Marcelli have done all season long. That is lead from the start. They are off and on it. Wouldn't take long, though. Problem for Jaden Conright racing hard with the number 30 wheel to wheel. Things are looking fine until down through the roller coaster. Nico Bean kind of shoves Conright off to the side. That wasn't very nice. Then Shion Chandrasoma off at Hogpen. Gets up on the apex curbing. That spits him off at the exit. This racetrack will bite you if you don't pay attention. Next problem, Dominic Starkweather aboard the number 12, the AM entry. Cut down right rear tire. Not exactly sure how it happened. You don't see that very often with these hand kooks. And then more action on the racetrack. A problem for Lane Vakala as he spins in the number 66 entry. No harm, no foul. He gets back going. And then check this out. Up into turn 11 and 12, the number 50. Mark Wilgus, a little off and on. This racetrack, like I said, very, very unforgiving. And Anthony McIntosh... Finds that out as he has a flat front tire. He's got to come in. Then Keon Tandon, he's going to take another victory. And in the Pro-Am category, Tandon 
leads the championship and why would you not great performance here and as we said the number one wins overall with Tom Marcelli, Danny Formal. Welcome in everyone I'm Brian Till along with Jeremy Shaw we'll have all the action for you today and Jeremy I think there'll be plenty of it four different classes in Lamborghini Super Trofeo so there's action all throughout the racetrack all driving the exact same Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. Uh, 33 drivers in this race, as you say, four different categories of driver, but pros, pro-ams, ams, and LB Cup, for those who are pretty much just starting out with the sport. We've also got 18 drivers that are going solo through this race, driving the entire 50-minute uh, race, so we've got 15 that have uh, uh, driver pairings in there. There will be a mandatory pit stop during this race. At uh, the mandatory pit stop, there is a minimum time from pit in to pit out. It's uh, 82 seconds if you're driving with, if you have a co-driver, it's 85 seconds if you're doing it solo. So a three second differential there. Uh, and that's a result of the fact that if you're driving the race all the way through, you know exactly how the car was handling in the, in the first stint of the race. So when you get back out there after your pit stop, you can get right back up to speed again. But for the second driver getting in, it's going to take him a little time to get used to it. So uh, that's why there's that three second differential. As I say, four different classes. Mark Wilgus once again on pole in LB Cup. It was our 19th overall in kind of a 50. It's a 14 racing powered by US Racetronics entry. The AM uh, points uh, pole sitter is a Tyler Hoffman, third time of the season. We start seventh. Pro AM sitter, a pole sitter, just one position ahead in six on the grid for final Lizard Motorsports. That's Mark Miller, who finished uh, second yesterday. And on the pole position, once again, it's Carnival One, the championship leader for Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport in Carnival One is Kyle Marcelli. You don't often have seasons like Danny from All and Kyle Marcelli having right now undefeated. This is the fourth ever pole position of the year. And like I said, absolutely dominant in the pro category and we'll see if they do it yet again today i'm sure giano torino outside the front row in that 88 will have something to say about that and a big jump marcelli in the throttle big time and just leaps away from the field and he's going to have at least a car length when they get to the braking zone for turn one but look at that glorious field of lamborghinis behind him yeah and look at giano torino trying to brave it out around the outside that's a really bold move by him can he hold it off and to get Marcelli on the inside going to turn three, he's going to try, but uh, Marcelli closes the door there through two. That was a great, a really great start by both of those. Whoa. driving, but again, a turn four to the inside goes to Arido. Wow! Bold move, very bold indeed. And you and I talked about this yesterday as the bright gold of Shian Chandrasoma off in turn four. There's got to be frustration on the part of the competitor behind the number one. I think that frustration kind of boiling over right now. Giano Torino willing to risk it all in the first couple of corners of this 50-minute race to get to the point, and he has passed Marcelli up into South Bend. Toronto leads through 11, through 12, and then down the long back straight, and we'll see if Marcelli can answer back. That was a forceful, forceful move. Jeremy, like I said, I think it, he feels like he has absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. So Torino, really, really bold and aggressive. Down through the roller coaster. Toronto, Torino, I should say, with a big move and leads at the end of the first lap. Marcelli just behind. Giano Torino with the lead. Ryan Norman 
in the third position, and then the 99 of Jaden Conright holding down the fourth position. Fifth on the racetrack is Mark Miller. That's the first of the Pro-Am entries, and then Tyler Hoffman in the number nine in seventh. That's the first of the Am entries. Jano Torino, what a move at the start. Incredibly forceful, needed to get it done, and talk about controlling emotions within the cockpit. Sometimes you use those emotions to push you forward, and I think that's exactly what we've seen with Jano Torino today, using that emotion, using that frustration to bear down with laser focus. When he attempted the pass coming off of two, Marcelli shut the door going into three, but then a forceful move, he just sent it into turn four, able to keep the position and now able to keep Kyle Marcelli behind him. And I think it kind of put Marcelli back on his heels just a little bit, not used to seeing that kind of aggression and now content to ride at least for now. And you have to think about this as well. Kyle Marcelli knows that Gianno Torino is doing this race solo. Only one driver aboard the 88. Their pit stop will be three seconds longer. So everything being equal, if you both do the perfect pit stop, you're going to have a three-second advantage when you come out if you are the number one when Danny Formal gets in because your pit stop is going to be three seconds shorter. So don't risk it all to try to get back by him if you know you're going to have an advantage on the pit stop. If you got an opportunity, certainly you want to take it, but you have to be smart as well. Ryan Norman with a good run, and for Norman, he's moved up to second in the championship after a good finish yesterday. He finished second to Marcelli and Formal, and that moves him up in the championship. But actually, Gianno Torino struggled yesterday, and he dropped one position to third, and that may be another reason why we see him willing to lay it all on the line as they work through the intersections of the racetrack, three, four, and five. Out of five and six, the leaders come. Jano Torino and the black nose on that otherwise typically green, white, and red Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo. That's just indicative of the struggles that Torino had yesterday and the off that he had. And he is laying it all on the line, dropping wheels on the way up to South Bend, turn 11 through Oak Tree. And now down Madison Avenue, the long back straight. So many nicknames for corners around this racetrack. They'll get down to the end and get to turn 14 and head down through what's known as the roller coaster hog pen onto the front straightaway. Marcelli not letting Torino get away, and it's a very different look to the way those two cars behaving. Marcelli seems much more relaxed and smooth and fluid, and Gianno Torino just looks like he's attacking every break on every corner. Look at the number nine onto the front straightaway. Tyler Hoffman leading in the AM category. AJ Musk in the 66 running second. Not in the shot right now, but Musk and his teammate Lane Vacala had a, a pretty good run yesterday when you look at where they finished, they finished third, so a good podium finish for them, even though they had some problems early on, and that was by far their best finish so far the 2023 season. They're about the fourth car in the shot right there, and of an olive green car is 66, with Olympic snowboarder A.J. Musk behind the wheel right now, and just behind the nine of Hoffman, it is the 30, and that is one pro category entries, Nico 
Jamin and Sebastian Saavedra pairing in that car. And they had their struggles yesterday. Jamin with a warning for the contact with the 99 of Jason Conright down through the roller coaster. And there's a look at AJ Moss as he flies up the hill headed towards South Bend through the S's. What an awesome part of the racetrack. Just a little bit of break through turn 10. Heavy braking zone for 11, 12, and one of the most challenging areas of the racetrack, one of the slowest areas of the racetrack. But that elevation change in the braking zone, and which leads you into the turn in, turn 12, is absolutely diabolical. You're trying to keep the car balanced on the left front. The camber, the kinetic energy trying to push the car to the outside, and you get a little dust on the racetrack up there. Very, very hard to find your footing. John Torino has found his footing, jumping out to the lead on lap one. And so far, Marcelli's not had an answer to the speed of the 88 of Torino right now. Interesting, though, if Ryan Norman begins to close down on Marcelli a little bit there in third, the black and orange number 84, it'll be interesting to see if Marcelli answers that with a little more aggressive attitude towards Torino in front. But for Kyle Marcelli and Danny Formal, even though they have a healthy lead in the championship, it's not enough to lock it down right now. So you still need to think about collecting maximum points. You don't want to throw away a good championship lead and come out of here with a smaller margin because you try to force an issue that's not going to work for you. Again, he knows that the 88 is going to have a longer pit stop, and so will Ryan Norman because Ryan Norman going this alone as well. So the car both in front of that bright red number one behind. Both are going to have a three-second longer mandatory pit stop. Lamborghini Super Trofeo from VIR. It was Paul Newman that said, if there's a heaven on earth, this is it. But it was interesting. Carroll Shelby also made a comment back in the late 50s after racing here for the first time. He said, one lap at VIR is like 10 at Watkins Glen. So that's quite the statement. Obviously, Watkins Glen different racetrack at the time after it was built but it's one of those deals where it just gives you an idea throughout history and the history of this racetrack it has been identified as one of the most challenging in North America Paul Newman said perhaps throughout the world so the problem there up in 11 and 12 hey Brian no one's going to argue with Paul Newman are they uh, or wouldn't have argued with Paul Newman before we missed that guy he was such a character uh, and a tremendous racing driver as well. Uh, we've uh, still got to Gianna Torino in the lead then as, uh, as a result of that fantastic pass he made on Carl Marcelli at the start. A little bit farther back down the field, uh, there are all sorts of battles going on. And uh, the new uh, best lap of the race by the uh, Pro-Am leader, that's Mark Miller running in sixth position. A little bit farther back down the order uh, is uh, John Hirschberg who's running fourth in that car number 86 in the LB Cup category. He had a great battle yesterday with uh, his, his good buddy, Ophir Levy, their teammates at Forte Racing, powered by US Racetronics, and that battle continuing today. I was intrigued with the aggressiveness of Torino there at the start, weren't you, Jeremy? Yeah, it was great to see you, wasn't it? I mean, he's had a, they've had a disappointing season. I mean, they came so close to getting that first win at Watkins Glen. It's such a shame that Lucas Peterson not able to, to race this weekend, so John is going it alone. 
he was uh, had some difficulties in the first qualifying session yesterday. He didn't get a clear lap in. It was a shortened session. He had to start way, way uh, towards the back of the field. Came through really well to score some useful championship points. But today, starting on the front row, and uh, he, he made a bold move at the, right at the beginning of the turn one. Wasn't able to pull that one off, but that was a great move that John Latrina made into turn four. Is he who leads the race now overall? Paul, uh, Mark Miller in Palace 41. The Pro and Cars. It's pulled back a little bit from the top five. He's still got a handy margin over the next pro car, which is Sebastian Saavedra, who's just got past Tyler Hoffman, who leads the AMP category on the last lap now. It's really interesting to me, Jeremy. Mark Miller and Paul Nimshaw, they've kind of been up and down throughout the season. Podium finishes, then some bad finishes, and then back on the podium. They matched their best finish of the season yesterday here. As Kyle Marcelli, I think he's had enough in following, and he knows where he got past. He's going to try to return the favor on Torino. Puts the nose in, and Torino not going to blink, not going to do it. And I feel like Marcelli is thinking, I've got to go because Ryan Norman now all over my rear wing. I can't hang here anymore. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, right behind them also is Jaden Conroy, who's closing in in that white car for NTE Sport. Uh, so we've got the two teammates there in second and third. Uh, the red, red car of uh, Carbar Celia, the black one of Ryan Norman. Uh, but they're both still chasing John Latrina. Good respectful driver, like driving that was out turn four five there. Both uh, Torino and Marcelli gave gave each other just about enough racing room, and, uh, and no way no way through there for Marcelli. Torino holds onto that lead for another lap here. It's a really good effort by uh, both of these two. It was interesting last time. It looked to me like Gianno Torino got a great run off of turn 12 lap lap. This lap, Marcelli did, and he's able to use a little bit of the draft. You don't get a huge draft off of these cars. They are so slippery, but with the aerodynamics that are on them, there is dirty air that gets pushed out of the way behind, so you get a little bit of a draft, and it looked like Marcelli using a little bit there to sneak up a little bit closer, and he definitely had a better run this lap than he did last time off of Oak Tree. He did, but uh, coming off Hogpen, that final corner onto this uh, curving front straightaway, it's still Torino who leads Across the line he goes to complete uh, lap seven. This will be the best lap of the race uh, so far was a 147.6. That was actually set by Nate Stacey, who's back in fifth position. This time around was 149.2 for Giano Torino. He's holding onto that position one more time, but Carl Marcelli is kind of sizing him up here, looking for where his best opportunity might be. Looks to me like Marcelli has the better car under braking right now, and I'm wondering if perhaps the aerodynamics that you can adjust. I wonder if the 88 decided to, hey, let's trim this out a little bit. The TR3 racing group said, maybe let's trim this out a little bit, try to find the speed down the straightaways and see if we can get a little bit of an advantage. You need that downforce though for the heavy braking areas here and a problem, see the number 10 involved. Not sure who the other car is, 89. Yeah, that was a battle for second position in LB Cup. Mark Brum had had it in kind of 89. And uh, Graham uh, Doyle there, the youngster, uh, wanted it in kind of... Oh, the other way around. Okay, so, so they just made a, a position change. And uh, Brum there just got into the back of, uh, of uh, Doyle. Obviously, didn't, didn't like being passed and, and uh, yeah, took I him mean, out. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty substantial contact in the middle of the corner. I wonder... 
if perhaps Doyle had to breathe off the throttle a little bit to get the car to turn and Drummond had already committed back to the throttle because that wasn't a subtle nudge. That was, that was, was, a, that was a shove and a problem for the number that's 50. The, that's the LB Cup That's the leader. leader. Yeah, so second and third just been involved in an incident and now the leader has gone off. Uh, at Mark Wilgus, uh, he was... I... I uh, he was, uh, yeah, pretty much on his own. Let's have a look, see what happened. Yeah, just carried a bit too much speed into 11 and 12. Lost the back end and the braking. And it's spun around. I think he made Wait, contact with the tire barrier. I don't think he did either. And it's interesting, Jeremy. I wonder if there was a down change in the middle of that corner because it, it, was, it wasn't a subtle slide. He was already well into the corner right at the apex. And the rear just broke loose. And you... I wonder, thinking about preparing for Oak Tree, if you're not going down one more gear, and perhaps that down change is all it took to kind of slow those rear wheels down when the back end of the car was already because it, it was stuck and then it was not. That's exactly right. It went around pretty quickly, didn't it? But uh, the good news is he's got going again without any damage, but that has handed the lead in the class now to John Hirschberg. He can't go 86 up to the 19th position overall. He's got about a a couple of three seconds and a couple of cars. Himself and Ophir Levy, he's been running Teammates at Forte Racing, powered by US Racetronics, but back in the lead of the race, it's still John Torino who leads from Kyle Marcelli and Ryan Norman. And this battle and the advantage and disadvantage seems to have stayed the same around the racetrack. It looked to me like Kyle Marcelli has a better platform under braking, like we talked about, but. Torino able to get down the straightaway, and perhaps the most interesting spectator in all of this is Ryan Norman, who sits there behind this group going, okay, do I find a way by, or do I let them make a way by if they start to push a little too hard? Yeah, well, the, the bad news for, for, for Ryan Norman and Gianni Torino is that they are driving solo in this race, uh, and therefore their pit stop is going to have to be three seconds longer than car number one. Uh, that's Carl Marcelli. So uh, Marcelli will know that. Knows that he's, he's driving, driving. So generally speaking, like I say, Gianna Torino shared, was shared this car with Lucas Peterson. But as a result of that uh, concussion protocol, it slides wide at turn three. That's going to give the lead to Kyle Marcelli. Uh, and it, Torino now under threat from Ryan Norman. You don't typically see cars side by side through five as they head up through the S's. Man, that... That was close, and it's just how quickly it can change, right? The opportunity for Marcelli to get by created the opportunity for Ryan Norman. He did, and he took advantage of it as well. So Gianna Trina down to third position now, having led the, the first nine laps of this race very impressively. But one little slip there. I mean, these cars these cars are tough to drive, and it's easy to make a mistake. And on this racetrack, uh, you run wide, a little bit wide, you lose momentum, and somebody else is going to take advantage of that. And that's exactly what happened to young Gianna Torino. But look, for a 19-year-old who doesn't really have a lot of racing experience, he's doing a really fine job. Very fine job. Mark Brumman will have to come to the pit lane, a stop-and-go penalty for the contact with Graham Doyle and the 10 that happened just a lap ago there in the between turns one and turn two. So that did not take long for that penalty to be handed down. But you talk about this series and the age of some of these drivers and problem for Nate Stacy in the eight. I think he's pulled up and off the racetrack. 
Yeah, so he was running in fifth position and not too far behind the top four. Good to see him get out of the way. Very professional move on his part. You would expect that out of a driver the caliber of Nate Stacy, but interesting, you don't see many of these Lamborghini Huracans pulled off with problems unless they've run over something somewhere or someone's made contact. So unfortunate day for Nate Stacy. but I was just talking about the four different classes, the age of the drivers. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America, Jeremy, to me is a series that has grown not only in car count, but also in the eyes of a lot of the competitors as a place to be for your racing career, not a place for just gentlemen drivers to come and visit. That's not it. It's a place where aspiring young professional drivers want to come and make their mark. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, it was, as you say, pretty much for gentlemen drivers initially, but now uh, there's several drivers being picked up by the Lamborghini Young Driver Program, including uh, Luke Berkeley, and, and, and who's in this race, and uh, one of the contenders in the... Uh, uh, Pro-Am category, also Jake, uh, Jake Walker in car number 77, very good Nate's place position at the moment. So uh, they're all youngsters here. They're all, uh, Jake, Jake Walker's case, just 17 years of age. And it's great to see these very talented looking to this as a, as, a, as a potential career path for them in professional sports car racing. Yeah, I think it's being really utilized now as a gateway to bigger and better things. Closing in on the pit one, though, just about two seconds away from the window opening. Now it is open, that mandatory pit stop. You talked about it earlier. Two driver pairing versus a single driver. Different link pit stops, three seconds longer if you're driving this race solo. And that is bad news for Ryan Norman and Gianno Torino. Jaden Conright as well, those single driver teams they're going to spend three extra seconds on pit lane and a problem right now for the 55 around backwards there at the nascar bend jacobson aboard 55. yep brett jacobson he was uh he's just been lapped by the overall leader he'll be uh, sharing that car with joel miller again this weekend the south african but meanwhile out front it's still carl marcelli lead and ryan norman has closed in he's taken advantage of some of that uh, traffic that they had to work their way through and all of a sudden now Ryan Norman is right on the tail again of Kyle Marcelli. We're battling for second and third position and now it's first and second of course. Adam Oak Tree one more time. It'll be interesting to see when these teams elect to bring their drivers in. The pit window is 10 minutes long and obviously you could run a couple more laps right now but do you want to separate yourself from your competition? If you're Kyle Marcelli, you, you certainly have no problem handing the car over to Danny Formal. He is a rocket ship in one of these Lamborghinis, so you don't have any problem coming into pit lane right now. It does open up the racetrack for Ryan Norman to try to lay some really good laps down. Remember, he's going to have to try to make up for the three-second additional pit stop time in the one. On to pit road, qualifying laps for Ryan Norman right now. He needs to lay down the fastest laps he possibly can see if he can make up some of that deficit that he's going to have to suffer on pit lane with the additional time on his stop. Yeah, I mean, for uh, for, for the Erswold race leader, car number one there, uh, he's uh, going to be handing over that car to Danny Formal, who is every bit as quick as Carl Marcelli is, two very, very talented uh, drivers. 
indeed. So they're just trying to work out, or the team is trying to work out when they can make their pit stop and get him out in, in clean air without being held up either in the pit lane or coming back out on the racetrack. And they've, they've decided that was that was the right time for car number one to come into the pit lane. Gianna Torino has taken the same option, as has Jaden Conright, all those in car number 99. So three of the top four cars onto the pit lane. That'll leave Ryan Norman out in front. And all, the, all three cars, number 188.99, driving solo in this race, car Marcelli, John Latrino and uh, Jaden Conright. Pit stops going on. There's no fuel that goes in, no tires changed, unless, of course, you had some kind of an issue and you needed to change a tire. Championship really looking good for Formal and Kyle Marcelli, but you think about how quickly can change. John Capestro de Betts, Tom Capizzi led the championship in Pro-Am until an incident, a big incident at Road America for John Capestro de Betts, JCD. Some injuries are going to keep him out of the car for at least several weeks. That affects his teammate Tom Capizzi and just like that it can change. Like we said Jeremy, this is round eight of 12 so there's a lot of racing left even though the season has been so good for from all and Marcelli and that Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport crew, they need to stay focused, need to keep doing what they're doing. They cannot let their guard down. They they, they absolutely cannot. And uh, Mark Miller will stay out as long as he can. He kind of a 41 before he hands over that pro-am car to Paul Nemshoff. Paul did a super job yesterday. Uh, and, uh, and then Mark Miller uh, took over and finished in, in second position in pro-am. Uh, but uh, it's uh, behind uh, the championship leader, Kion Tandon, and Shane with Luke Berkeley. They haven't raced all of the races together this season. Luke Berkeley misses, missed the first round of the championship, uh, the first two races at WeatherTech Raceway, the Guna Seca. So he's not got the same points tally as Kion. But uh, Kion has been driving the car through this first, and he's already made his pit stop. And Luke Berkeley is at the wheel of the uh, Pro Am car, kind of 42. But it's Mark Miller in 41. <laughs> that leads on the road overall right now. 84 in serving their pit stop. That's Ryan Norman, but in the effort to try to diminish that three second extra time on the pit stop, you can't do it by speeding into the pit lane. And all is Ryan Norman didn't get slowed down in time and there will be a pit lane speed violation Four oh. over, so that'll be a drive-through. Ouch, and that's uh, going to be very, very costly for him. Just looking at some of the pit stop times uh, on the nail there for Danny Formal, uh, 1 minute 22, so 82 seconds. That's exactly right for a uh, single, uh, for a dual driver car. Uh, the the other three cars that are running up towards the front, uh, Ryan Norman stopped uh, for. 1 minute 25, as did Gianna Torino and Jaden Conright. So absolutely nail on the head there for those, for those guys. In the number 42 uh, car, that's the the class leader. That's shown as 121 there for that change from Kion Tadden to Luke Berkeley. So that's underneath the uh, quicker than the minimum. So there may well be a penalty coming also for that number 42 car. It's currently running second in Pro-Am and the best place currently of the cars that have not yet made a pit stop. 
Leader overall, Danny Vermal aboard the number one from Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport out of Oak Tree down the long back straightaway. Four different classes in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America, but they all drive the exact same Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2. And you can tell the different classes when you watch on television or when you're sitting beside the racetrack and they go by. There's a little triangle on the window banner, upper right for the driver. If you're looking at the car, it's on your left. That orange color is pro, yellow is pro-am, green is the am class, and blue is the LB Cup class for the least experienced drivers in the field. But they all drive the exact same car, and I think that's really interesting. It's not like some of the other series where in the classes that have less experienced drivers, they have less power, less speed. This is all the exact same car. It is, and that green flash on the window of car number nine there, that indicates it's the AM-class car. That's Tyler Hoffman who's driving at the moment in car number nine, running the second position overall, yet to hand over this car to Wesley Slimp. They've had one win on the season already this year, had a second place finish yesterday in the AM class as well. So it's been a really good season for Tyler Hoffman and Wesley, both from the Atlanta area. Uh, running with the Precision Performance Motorsports team, which is now holding the top two positions. Mark Miller still leads in car number 41. He's running, though, in the Pro-Am class. Now, that's on the pit lane for the first time, as does uh, Tyler Hoffman in second position. Pit window will be closing in just over two minutes, so you look at the lap times around this racetrack that these drivers are turning. They're in the just sub-two-minute range, a minute 48 minute 49 something like that and you look at it and you go you probably could have gone one more lap but if anything happened to slow your pace appreciably you might have missed the window and that would be a significant problem so all those cars that had not pitted expect to see them the first opportunity as they're completing this lap to get in before the window closes now inside two minutes to the closing of the pit window that's right, and uh, they they've uh, both they were the last two to come onto the pit lane, the first and second place cars, number 41 and number 9. So that is going to hand the lead back to Danny Formal, who's got, predictably, a three-second lead over Gianna Torino in second place in car number 88. John Hirschberg leading in the LB Cup category. Out of turn six and seven, the climbing S's, the snake, however you want to refer to it, and then up to... I said this earlier, what I think is one of the more challenging areas of the racetrack, Jeremy. It's one of the slowest areas of the racetrack, but Hershberg heads into that kind of diabolical turn 11 and 12. Yeah, and uh, you know he's taken advantage of those other guys uh, going off the road behind him. He's got a pretty handy lead of about uh, 16 seconds over Graham Doyle, who despite that spin earlier on has got up into second position. Uh, ahead of Ophir Levy in car number 13. Mark Wilgus, who was involved in that spin up at uh, turn 11 and 12, he's back in fourth position, but right running running now right with Ophir Levy as Paul Nemshoff comes out of the pits in car number 41 and is uh, still, I think, in the class lead. I have to wait till they, till they uh, trip the timing barrier next time around. But uh, good, great first hit by Mark Miller and Paul Nemshoff, the former off-road powerboat racer, a lot of success here and his father in offshore powerboat racing. Uh, in, and also inshore as well, because they hold a record for, for a race between 
Detroit and Chicago through the Great Lakes. That must have been kind of fun. I, nothing seems fun to me about offshore powerboat racing. I, I no. look at speed on, I look at speed on the water, and it scares me greatly. Yeah, I'd much rather Agreed. be strapped in a car with tub without water around. That if I'm upside down, it's going to be problematic. Right with you, Brian Till. It's kind of like jumping out of an airplane. Why would you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane? I don't get that one either. Yeah. No, no. If there's nothing wrong with it, stick with it. By my calculations, the pit window should be closed. Although... Yeah, and everybody has stopped, so that's... And that's everybody's cool. pitted, so it doesn't really matter, but... Yeah, so everybody's seen the pit lane, so now it will get sorted back out. Drivers will get back up to speed, and what we see on timing and scoring should be the way that they're actually running on the racetrack. It does get mixed up as they come into the pits. One car stays out, one pits. But now it is back to where it should be, and competitors don't like to see it, I know, but the bright red number one, Danny Formal, in a very usual location, Jeremy, and that is number one. Yeah, that's right, and uh, he's extended his lead now over John Torino in second position, and Torino in turn has pulled away a little bit from Jaden Conright in third position. We've got uh, five different teams in the top five positions. Wayne Taylor with, racing with Andretti Autosport leads with uh, Danny Formal in car number one. TR3 racing for Diana Torino in car number 88 in second position. For NTE Sport, it's Jaden Conright third in car number nine. In fourth position for Anson Motorsports is Nico Jamin from France now, taking over to Sebastian Saavedra in car number 30. Uh, they are all in the pro class. Fifth position still is Paul Demshoff being closed on now by Luke Berkeley. Uh, Paul Nemshoff driving for Flying Lizard Motorsports in caliber 41. And uh, behind him, Luke Berkeley in the Pro-Am Championship leading caliber 2 for NTE Sport. But uh, my Scott, the timing showed that his pit stop was uh, a little bit too fast. Um, the 121 it's showing out here, which is uh, 81 seconds. The minimum is 82. If it's, uh, if it's close, then there's a, a minimal penalty. If it's not close, I, and I think it's a second and a half is a cutoff, then uh, it's, a, it's a substantial penalty. But uh, whatever it is, Luke Berkeley is going to need to uh, get past Paul Nemshoff. I don't know if Ophir Levy had a problem there and turned one and two that time. He was slow. I'm not sure if he was allowing cars to go by or if he had had a problem. But last time through the S's, I just thoroughly enjoyed watching Danny from all. When you get to the curbing, on the right side, he was literally flying. It's like the car was off the ground when he got to it, and it was just such a spectacular shot. And you see that a lot here at VIR. Coming up through the S's, and there's a look at the 11. Davuti back through the different categories. There's the 89. And I think it's just interesting, Jeremy, in these four different classes, you end up with races all around. These four cars that are heading now up into the climbing S's, that bright gold of Shihan Chandrasoma running third right now in the Pro-Am category. Here's a look up through the S's and the car literally off the ground as it comes off that curbing. That's just awesome. 
Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, God, these, these cars are, are seriously fast and uh, tremendous drivers too. Danny Formal uh, leads this race uh, as he has so often this season, looking to uh, uh, maintain their 100% record. There's one race they didn't take the chequered flag first. That was at Watkins Glen, but uh, there was a penalty to the car that was leading, a time penalty, and uh, Formal ended up with a, a sensational final lap, uh, winning that race by uh, fractions of a second. Like he set the far, he, he set the fastest lap of the race on the final lap to get close enough on the road to be able to take the win in the final results. That was a tremendously exciting uh, drive by him. But uh, he's uh, he's out front right now. He's uh, extended his lead to 4.2 seconds now over Gianna Trino in second position. Talking of pit stops, guy made the slow stop also was Ryan Norman in car number 84. Remember, he'd been running right with the leaders. In fact, led lap a lap before he came in to make his mandatory pit stop but his mandatory stop was showed as one minute 47 so he lost more than 20 seconds during that pit stop that's why he's now back into fifth position having overtaken both of the pro-am leaders oh. who have also exchanged places oops big hit here jeremy that stranded car off to the right significant damage to the nose also understand that there was an incident between the 41 and the 42. That's Paul Nimshoff and Luke Berkeley running first and second right now in Pro-Am, but they had an incident. The officials are looking at that. This car moving forward, significant damage. We'll see if he can get that car to a safe location as it's shedding parts all along the way. Yeah, is, that, is that Tiger Tari? Sure. No, no, I, it's not I believe Davuti, it's the 11. Yeah, it is. Raymond yeah, Davuti, who's running in fifth position in that class, uh, running pretty much on his own. Uh, it was a lap Full down to yellow. the leaders. Okay, right. With what, uh, 13 minutes remaining. See if we can see what happens here. Oh, he just <laughs> loses it. And then the car straight into the barriers. That's a significant hit. Significant hit. But yeah. I, I love what they've done at this racetrack. And you look at all the safety that they have put in place here. Kerrigan Smith, his entire team, his tire walls banded together with that conveyor belt. And then the tire wall sits out from the Armaco barrier. And so when you hit that bundle of tires, you have to move the entire bundle. All of that takes massive energy to do. It bleeds that energy off from the impact and it limits damage to both the car and most importantly, the driver it also makes it quicker to repair and get back to racing that way but it's it's almost like a safer barrier because it just compresses and compacts and it, it takes that energy from the impact and spreads it throughout the tire wall yeah so Raymond Davuti in that uh, one of two Valkyrie velocity Lamborghinis in this race pit lane probably going to be the end of the day for him Maybe it's just cosmetic, but uh, that was a pretty hefty impact. And, you know, the, the cars move around so much. Uh, and coming out of turn four and five, going through that kind of chicane there, it's easy to get up on the curbs and lose control of the cars, which is what happened to Raymond Davoudi there, I think. So we were talking about the incident between the 41 and the 42. There it is, and it's... No, that's not, that's the difference. That's, that's the 42, but it's not the 41. He's yeah. already passed the 41 there. Yeah, he's already passed. So I think that was Ryan Norman that got to the back of the yes. 42 right there. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, Ryan Norman making making up ground after that uh, 
very late in the pit stop. Clearly something went wrong with the uh, with the pit stop for Brian Norman, despite the fact he's driving solo. So all he needed to do was stop it, uh, stop the car and, and get going again. But for some reason he didn't and lost a lot of time. So battling to make up that lost ground. And this caution, of course, is great news for him because it's going to bring him back on terms with the other leaders that we know that Ryan Norman is fast. And I don't think there's going to be a long cleanup at all. So you look at the safety car, has the field going down the back straight away. They'll wait until they pack up before they go back to green, I would think. And in so doing, we're going to have about, what, Jeremy, uh, nine, eight or nine minute sprint to the finish? Yeah, with a bit of luck, which should be enough for uh, four or five laps, which should be uh, quite entertaining, I think. <laughs> Uh, and unlike the race that uh, we've had a couple of races this season where we've gone back to green with, with a lap to go and there's been all sorts of carnage on that last lap so uh, hopefully we're not going to have that situation again it won't be going green this time around and behind the safety car the laps are a bit over three minutes or so I think so it's going to be probably maybe seven minutes if assuming we can get the track in uh, good condition at the end of this next lap I would think that we could probably go next time by. I don't know the extent of the tire wall damage. They do have great access here at the racetrack as well for the crews to get out, the, the equipment ready and at hand and strategic places around the track so that they can access certain areas very, very quickly. And you see the crews going to work there. Those tires drivers left did their job and now the crew trying to get them back where they needed to be and they're going to actually have to bring in some additional bundles so the impact significant enough that it has separated some of those bundles and pulled them off the wall so they'll have to work to replace them this is one of the few areas where they're not belted together on the racetrack and so that deep tire stack there got damaged by the impact and amr safety crew lending a hand the track Safety guys here, and their whole desire is to get back to racing as soon as possible. It takes teamwork to get a car on the racetrack and win. Well, it takes teamwork to get the racetrack ready to go racing on. Isn't that a fact? Yes, absolutely right. And hats off to all these uh, guys and girls who are part of the AMR safety team, not only in IMSA, but in other sanctioning bodies uh, uh, in this country as well. They just do a fantastic job. I mean, absolutely superb. And as uh, there'll be uh, track officials out there as well, helping up with the, with the cleanup, uh, and uh, particularly with the getting those barriers back into the correct location before we're able to go back to racing. Front of the field, yes. though, it's top uh, top five cars are all pro entries. Number one, 88, 99, 30, and 84. Then it's the pro-am leaders. Uh, Luke Berkeley uh, leads in caliber 42, ahead of Paul Nemshoff in second position. Chan Shan Chandrasoma, last year's AM champion, up into third place in that gold caliber 20 for TPC racing. Can't miss that car. And then it's the AM leader, Glenn McGee, taking over from Anthony McIntosh. He's running in ninth position overall, ahead of Andy Lee, who is, uh, who is very fast in that flying lizard caliber 14. Can't miss that car either. It's pink and very pink. Uh, behind Andy <laughs> Lee is uh, Wesley Slip, who's taken over from Tyler Hoffman, who led at the AM category early on. So Wesley down to second place in that class. And then Jake Walker in caliber 77, who's a pro-class pro runner, but uh, had to serve a penalty just before this caution period came out because his mandatory pit stop was underneath the prescribed minimum 
Uh, it was too short, so he had to make a drive through penalty and has resumed now in 12th position overall. Safety equipment being moved. I know there's a cut just at the bridge where they can head back to the infield and the safety vehicles getting back into position. I think we might be able to go green this time, Jeremy. We'll have to wait and see. The lights would come off on the safety car pretty late, but that safety equipment should be out of the way. Hopefully we can do it because the more racing we get, the more entertainment that we have. Lights out on the safety car. Lamborghini wow, Super Trofeo North America about to go back to green at VIR. What a great job. You said it, Jeremy, a tremendous job by the safety crews to get this track ready. Lights out. Uricon safety car hustles back to pit lane. And speaking of hustling, Dan from all about to pull the trigger. He is very slow. Now he's on it. Here we go. Out of hog pen. Just over seven minutes to go as we go back racing here at VI. Are you holding on? <laughs> Hope yeah, your belts are tightened, right? <laughs> three, three laps and possibly, possibly four laps at the end of this race. Uh, but uh, he's already got, got a move on there. But a really good restart again by Gianna Torino, who's uh, not letting Danny Formal get away. Jake Conright. Behind up the third-place car, and... Uh, and uh, Ryan Norman is trying to work his oh, way through. Oh, Conway. He may have gotten away with one there. You don't often because the walls are pretty close. <laughs> Conright now trying to hustle back to the racetrack. He had been really aggressive on the restart. He got in there just a little bit too quick. A lot of dust on the racetrack behind him. Take a look at the battle up at the top of the screen. I don't think he, no, he does it on his own, but he was loose. Apex off, you could see black Hankook rubber being put down on the racetrack as he was trying to get traction. Yes, these cars have traction control, but the pro drivers especially run on a very, very, very low setting, if not turning it off so they can get the car to rotate. You just have to be careful with it on that restart because the tires have cooled down. Gianna Torino, they got a great run off the oak tree turn, but uh, turns out so did uh, Danny Formal. He's able to maintain that advantage. Also, it's a battling a little bit further back down the field. That's the spin. Is that Rogelio Perusia or Rodrigo Valles actually has taken over that number 34 car? Goes for a quick spin. He's running in the sixth position in the LB Cup. Yellows breed yellows, what we say all the time. You go back to green, everybody's stacked up more of a chance, especially late in the race. Everybody pushing, pushing, trying to find every spot that can, every inch they can get on the racetrack. And now another incident. It's the 41, oh, no. that's Paul Nimshoff. Is there someone yeah, with him or is he alone? Pro -Am. Well, yeah, I don't think oh. he is alone. No, he's not. I think that's... Is that Mark Wilgus again? 50, yeah, it's Mark Wilgus again. Yeah. Yeah. He and got himself up that, into the uh, third position in LB Cup. The fire that you see is typically unburned fuel that gets dumped into the exhaust system. That will get blown out when the engine is restarted, just like we see there. So it kind of takes your breath away, right, Jeremy, when you see it. But once the engine's refired, it all goes away. What happens up in 14? That's just way late. Yeah. Is that the 10? I think it was again, yes. Again? Uh, I think it was, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Honestly, not sure. Yeah, it's right colors. 
but uh, it was a late lunge there. And you an instant like that earlier on, there's another place earlier on today, and not what, not what you like to see. Juan Normando is on the charge here in caliber 84. He's uh, made up for that bad pit stop, taking advantage of his caution period. Now right on the tail of Gianna Torino, who's dropping back just a little bit from Danny Formal. Formal really gets the, gets the power on so well coming off the corner and is able to jump a little bit clear. I believe that is the 10. That's what it says on the back. The numbers are small, but I believe it's Graham yeah. Doyle that gets into the 50 up there. That just wasn't going to happen, Jerry. No, that was uh, that wasn't on. Youngster, they're just 17 years of age. It's Graham from Clearwater in Florida, and he's uh, learning. And this racetrack will teach you lessons in a hurry. We've seen it throughout a lot of the different classes that have run here with IMSA this weekend, and the drivers here in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America are learning the same thing. VAR is a wonderful racetrack, but if you mistreat it, it will bite you. Two to go for Danny Formal at the line this time. Yeah, and there's, there's, we talked about the, uh, the potential for the number 42 car, which is leading Pro-Am, fifth place overall, having a slightly slower pit stop than the prescribed minimum. Indeed, it did uh, by about uh, seven-tenths of a second. And if it's below a second, then that deficit the, 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 the margin between what you should do and what you did is tripled so they have a, a almost a 2.4 second penalty that will be added to their race time at the end of the race in caliber 42 well Luke Berkeley leads the pro-am by more than that at the moment so he should be good to go there other pit stops that were slightly shorter than prescribed uh, number 10 again oh he's having a tricky day isn't he uh, number 45 and number 46 and also number 69 and 89. None of those, well, Glenn McGee is a 69 car. Uh, he is leading the AM class, but he was only point, well, less than two tenths of a second uh, underneath the minimum. So his his uh, penalty is minimal, less than half a second. Uh, and well, we he's leading Luke. in the AM class now by about four seconds. So he should be good as well. Lane Valcala with a problem and a spin. He gets help. Pushed out of the way, can't quite see the car number there. It's getting out of control out on the racetrack. A lot of contact happening right now, and I understand that everybody is close and tight quarters, but he gets drilled pretty, pretty aggressively and evidently by the 68. There's also been a penalty on the 22 for incident responsibility with the 34. We saw Vales spin a little bit earlier, and then the problem for the 66 right there and then the incident we saw with the 10 and the 50 at the end of the back straightaway. So three different incidents all within probably a mile of each other. Look at yeah, this. The 68 car, that's Johannes Van Overbeck, who's a uh, very experienced driver and also a steward for him. So on the race weekends as well, he's been involved in a couple of incidents this season. He's involved in one also at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca earlier on, which he, he was not penalized for. But... Um, yeah, several cars off the road there. Number 10 has been assessed a penalty for incident responsibility with number 50. Drive through for him. Ditto number 22 car after contact with the number 34. Well, right now, the racetrack is getting very dirty. It is the final lap. Danny Vermal, Kyle Marcelli trying to stay perfect in 2023, and they just need to dodge a couple of 
areas around the racetrack. They really have no competition on their rear wing. Hitchcocks, Danny Formal will bring it home. Looking back to Gianno Torino, he's been able to pull a car length or two over Ryan Norman, who sits just behind him in black and orange number 84. And so just one more corner. Danny Formal out of Hogpen onto the front straightaway. The final time looking at the 2023 season. It is perfect for Formal, Kyle Marcelli, Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti Autosport. They win yet again in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. This time two for two at VIR. Yeah, and he really got a hammer down last few laps, didn't he? Pulled well ahead of that battle for second place. Gianna Torino just about holds on there over Ryan Norman and Nico Jumin. Those three cars covered by less than a second. The battle for a second position over a little bit farther, but that purple car of Luke Berkeley takes the pro-am win. And even with the penalty, will hold on to that ahead of Chian Chandrasoma in second position. Uh, alongside uh, Nico Riga in car number 20 for TPC Racing. Another podium for them. Andy Lee will be third in Pro-Am. The uh, Am leader is again Glenn McGee, along with Anthony McIntosh, car number 69. They took, take the checker flag in ninth position right behind Andy Lee. So really good run once again for the uh, very accomplished uh, iRacing Sim champion, Glenn McGee. Uh, and in the LB Cup category, it's John Hirschberg coming home with his first win of the season for the Forte Racing Power by US Restaurant's team. That's kind of 86. Good win for him. Graham Doyle, despite all those dramas, apparently is going to come home in second position. Although I don't think he served his drive-through penalty. It, yeah, he hasn't served his drive-through penalty, so there will be a time equivalent applied to that. But when I, when I look at it, he's so far in front of Mark Drummond, Brumman, in the 89, it may not change the position. We'll have to wait and see. But Jeremy, it's a 50-minute race, but it's felt more like an endurance race today, and especially for drivers like John Hirschberg, who just endured. He he missed the problems that were going on in front of him, and he comes away with the win. So impressive stuff there. But for Danny Formal, Luke Berkeley, McGee, I mean, those guys had perfect weekends, right? I mean winning both here at VIR, that says something for those three teams and their co-drivers. Yeah, it does. And they had extended their championship lead to, uh, in the case of number 42, not Luke Berkeley, but Kion Tandon extends his uh, lead in the Pro-Am Championship, the young Californian driver. Danny Formal and uh, and uh, Kyle Marcelli, that's their 16th win in Lamborghini Super, Super Trofeo, closing in on the all-time record number of wins, which was Richard Antonucci on 21. They had eight wins. They were down in sixth position overall in the overall uh, total wins category before the start of the season. But now jumped uh, well up into second position. On the, and that's win number 16 for that pairing. And it's been a, an absolutely superb year once again for Danny Formal and Carl Marcelli as the defending series champions. And really a great weekend for three of the four class leads. We talked about Danny Formal, Kyle Marcelli with the victory here. They extend their points lead. You mentioned it, Keon Tendon and Luke Berkeley. They were two for two here at VIR. They'll extend their points lead, as will Anthony McIntosh and Glenn McGee in AM. LB Cup, Jeremy, is the only class today where the championship leader had a bad day, and Mark Wilkes had a bad day. He got uh, beaten around like a, a heavy bag in a gym, I think. 
He did. I mean, one mistake on his own, but uh, a couple of mis- couple of uh, incidents after that was certainly not his uh, of his making. So, but he still hold, will hold a, a handy lead in the LB Cup category as we head to the uh, next couple of races at Indianapolis in a few weeks' time. Uh, so that Mark Wilgus, he's already had uh, uh, six, uh, five wins on the season in LB Cup this year, and uh, still have pretty a pretty hefty points advantage going into the final four races of the season. Four races of the season, two at Indianapolis, and then the world finals at Vallelunga. So four races to go. Championship's not done, but today was a perfect example of what makes Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America so exciting. Action throughout the four different classes here at VIR. And Gianno Torino climbed out of his 88. Good performance today, but just a little bit short. Lamborghini Super Trofeo at VIR. Jeremy? Final thoughts? Yeah, tremendous racing again. A few too many incidents perhaps, but some good racing up front. Another dominant performance by the championship leaders. Great to see the Bulls run here at VIR. You'll get to see them run next at the Brickyard, September 15th through 17th. It'll be a great weekend in Indy. We'll see you there. So long, everyone. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.